0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get into the episode. Today is September 26th of 2023. Uh, yep, we skipped yesterday's episode and we're going to skip tomorrow's episode. Once again, we're going to kind of merge into a Tuesday episode. Uh, like I said, I don't know if this is a permanent thing or not, but uh, we're leaning towards doing this just for the um gives us a chance to catch all of the Sunday action and a little bit of the Monday action as we record. And um but as usual we'll recap our um our college football picks, UFC picks, NFL picks and uh we'll recap uh some of the other games we didn't cover. And um yeah. And obviously we won't we won't forget some of the notable games and and fights and there were a lot of them this weekend but uh we'll start off with the ufc fight night physio versus Gamrot uh recap i gonna real quickly go over the results here um yeah i didn't do too well with my predictions uh, i was only six of eleven uh granted i got three of them perfect so i'll take that pat on the back i guess um granted all the perfect ones were just my decision calls. uh anyways uh yeah a lot of weirdness happened um, in this, this most recent fight night. Um, yeah, fighters that were supposed to win didn't win. Uh, like I said, some of the crooked judges got some of these messed up. And uh, some fighters that I was a little low on ended up doing a little bit better for themselves. But anyways, we'll move um, we'll move right into it. Uh will cover these prelims pretty quickly here. Uh, Monster Out Ridden Dog gets an upset or I believe an upset call over tomores Vido, uh split decision once again uh, i didn't really watch any of these fights so i can't really tell uh i can't say one way or the other if it was you know like a, another crooked judge uh crooked judging uh strike you know but uh, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna look at this fight and say it is um but hey congrats to rendon Uh she's she gets to stay in the ufc gets to keep doing her thing um Moving on to Inaway versus Goldie. Inaway wins the unanimous decision. No shocker there. Goldie needs to stick to OnlyFans. Moving into the heavyweight division, uh, Muhammad Usman gets a unanimous decision. Whenever Jake Collier and the uh, Battle of Trash, and not even the Battle of Mid. Um, yeah, Muhammad Usman. Uh, like I said, it's unfortunate. You know, when it, when you predict a heavyweight fight to go to decision, it's uh, you know five percent of the fights that you predict to go to decision in the heavyweight division or, you know, because it's skilled fighters going against each other. It's like, oh, man, this is going to be a good fight. And, uh, you know, the other 95% of it's uh, typically trash. And like I said, this is definitely the glaring 95% of it right here. I said any of these fighters, I doubt uh, they did much. And like I so said, for it to drag out the decision, um, obviously, Usman didn't showcase his power. And um, Collier didn't catch with anything either. So, yep. Uh, moving on to another... Fight. Um, if you want to call it an upset, go ahead, but it's uh, disqualification of Jacob Malkoon. Uh, he threw an illegal elbow to the back of the head of Brundage, so Brundage gets the win via DQ there. Uh, Malkoon, I think, was the favorite, a huge favorite, one of the bigger favorites on the card, and loses via D- uh, disqualification. So, um, you know, not the worst look uh, for Malkoon, um, an unfortunate look, but um, I imagine you, if you're Malcoon you move on. And you, you know, you just keep doing your thing. Like I said, he's a good fighter, unfortunately. Just got DQ'd. Uh, you can't do that. He'll know from now. Uh, he'll know from now. Now on, I should say. Uh moving on to a our yeah, Tim Means versus Andre Fiallo. Um, what was going to be a banger of a fight, insurance if it was, ends in a knockout with the knee leading to punches by Tim Means. Uh Fiallo couldn't get it done in the first round. So Tim Means, like I said, um eventually wears down Fiallo. Fiallo runs out of gas. Uh <laughs> And yep, Tim Means wins uh, in third round. So let's see. Moving on to our future prelim, Miles Johns versus Dan Argueda. Uh, Miles Johns wins. unanimous decision to wrap up the prelims. Moving into the main card, Charles Jordan and Ricardo Ramos. Uh, pretty good fight for uh, as long as it lasted. Charles Jordan wins via submission, guillotine choke. So, congrats to Charles Jordan. His hype train keeps going a little bit. And speaking of hype trains, Brian Battle going up against AJ Fletcher. Brian Battle is able to catch AJ Fletcher in a submission, gets him out via rear naked choke. Brian Battle climbs to 10, 10 and 2. AJ Fletcher falls to 10 and 3. And um, a rematch of uh, Mar- uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Watterson Gomez. Um, well, Marina Re- Rodriguez gets it done inside the distance. Um, yeah, like I, said, I predict this is uh, I I figure this is Watterson Gomez's last fight. Like I said, unfortunately I was able to only watch, I think, the last two fights. So I wasn't able to watch much of this card, unfortunately, but it looks like I didn't miss much for what it's worth. Um, So, yeah, Marina Rodriguez wins. um, Punches from Mount uh, TKO. Uh, Washington Gomez gets her out of there and probably out of the UFC. Uh, Moving on to what was a competitive fight. Uh, Bryce Mitchell defeats Danny Hay. A uh, unanimous decision. Bryce Mitchell was able to get. Uh, he Bryce Mitchell obviously was taking the most damage, but he was able to stick to his game plan. Got Ihei down. Was able to keep him there for most of the fight and control it there. And um, you know what was supposed to be an exciting fight. It was exciting for the time being, but uh, yeah, Fiziev, um, uh, ends up having to ends up getting TKO'd via a leg injury. Gamrot checked with an elbow, a kick that was going to his body. Um, I mean, Fiziev. As soon as that uh, leg connect, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, as soon as the kick connected, uh, you could tell he was not uh, happy about it. And uh, I mean, he collapsed to the ground immediately. Uh, covered up, Herb saw it and um, called the fight where it was. So yeah, um, not the most interesting fight card, but uh, some people get their names out there. Other people's disappoint. Um, Rafael Fiziev. I hope he gets better soon. Hopefully, there's no significant structural damage. I haven't seen anything that says it is. But granted, I haven't really seen anything at all as an, as far as an update's concerned. But uh, yeah, with that being said, we will move on to our college football coverage here.
1: Yeah, before we move on, Zach, I uh, just want to add to the UFC event this past weekend. Um, losing physique. I mean, oh, dude, I hate seeing injuries in MMA like that. So 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 commonplace that they are career altering injury, so, um, yeah, I really hate to see that for Fazeev, such a great fighter, um, was looking like it was going to be a really, really good fight too, a banger, um, hey, props to Gamrot, uh, he made the, the proper move to get Faziv up out of there, but, hate to see bodies fail on people like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fighting is um, obviously probably the toughest sport out there. So I mean, unfortunately, injuries like this happen all the time. Um, I will say though, uh, I mean, from, you know, just assuming here, uh, like I touched on, you know, I think his, I think he's going to be okay in the long run. Uh, it was really hard to tell Like cause I haven't really seen any reports saying one way or the other, uh, whether or not he's screwed, like Wideman screwed, or whether or not he's like Conor McGregor screwed, like kind of screwed, but not really. Um but yeah, um I think he'll be all right, and chances are he'll get another decently uh, tough opponent to uh, welcome him back after his injury recovery. But uh, yeah, Gamera, I don't know what's next for him. Uh like you said, congrats to him. Like you said, um was able to check that body kick perfectly. And uh like I, said, I mentioned Conor McGregor, we yeah, Shades of Poirier checking the McGregor uh checking the McGregor kick and there was no check. You don't you didn't check for Norton. Yes. Your
1: voice to me DMs. Hey baby.
0: All oh, well, while he's in agony. That was just unbelievable doctors all around him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan sat back. down next to him to uh, get the interview. This <laughs> people would will never
1: no, nobody ever will be like him. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Speaking of um Bisping in um Octagon post fight interviews, I'm not sure if you saw the Bryce Mitchell um post fight interview or not. Uh, Dude. no,
1: I I turned it off. I was watching some college football, so I tuned in to watch that, and then I kind of turned it off as soon as they
0: made the decision. Mm, that's why you gotta have multiple. You gotta have the dual screen action going on.
1: I did, but, but there yeah. was multiple games on it as well, so.
0: Yeah no, um you know Bryce Mitchell is a man of faith and uh props to him for being I think he's like the only one in the UFC who really like, really prominent about it. But you know brought he brought a Bible into the ring and um you know, um I will say I will say he was saying some like sus things, you know, he was saying like the fires in Hawaii were man made and stuff. Uh that's when it really started to go off the rails. But um, you know, uh Mitchell was, you know, begging for Ihe to um you know, lead a prayer in front on national TV. Bisping wasn't having any of it. He, I um, mean, pretty much flipped them off and then walk away. Um, yeah, it was kind of it was a it was a crazy crazy post fight interview. Something you don't really see that often, especially in the UFC. But um, like I said, <laughs> um, man of man of faith in Bryce Mitchell. I think um, and this isn't it was his first time like really like going like all out like this because i mean you know danny hey fights uh, i'm not sure if it's like out of hawaii but you know he's got hawaiian connections um so yeah even even he even he seemed kind of like frozen there like awkward because like i said bryce mitchell was like "Oh, these fires are man-made you know you like you know he basically like spitting out conspiracy theories and stuff but um
1: i heard a bunch of those today at work uh I'll spare you those, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get on a fun. Maybe we'll get on a podcast and just talk about
0: conspiracies the whole time one day. Maybe. A uh, well, special or something, a bonus episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a decently interesting UFC event. Like I said, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch a good bit of it. Um, like I, said, I think the only fight I was able to truly watch were the co-main and the main event. Um, But, yeah, all around... I mean, guess it was okay.' I was only only got six of my winners right, but like I said, kind of on a weird card like this, I guess I'll be happy with a little bit over fifty percent Yeah, I'm sure,
1: I'm sure I did pretty poorly as well. um I haven't even looked honestly i I saw some of the results and I was like, yeah, no shot that I did well. So,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. scary hours for sure, but we can move on to college <laughs> football if you're ready. yeah, I'm ready. All right, um, any games in particular that you wanted to cover, or um I mean, I've, there's a couple obvious ones. So obviously, our hometown team, LSU, or we can go over the beatdown of Colorado, the first beat down of Colorado, I should say. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, one of the Colorado
1: teams. So I kind of sorted my games. Um, I now did not have the LSU game marked as one of the ones I wanted to cover. Um, just cause I mean, it was a great game. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of overshadowed by some of the other ones. Um, I kind of sorted them by like, the time they got played, so bear with me here. I um, started out with, of course, the highlight of the the morning slate was uh, Clemson and Florida State. Uh, man, it was a great game, very competitive between the two teams. It almost felt like neither team really wanted to win. Ne- let me refer to it. that. Neither coach wanted to win, neither offensive coordinator in specific. Um after a pretty decently high scoring first half, um, mm-hmm. I mean, they just. Florida State took the effort, Keon Coleman's down there somewhere approach, and Clemson just refused to do the things that were working for them. Uh, even in overtime, the same things persisted. I mean, Florida State said, effort, Keon Coleman down there somewhere, and he came down with one, and Clemson ripped off a nine yard run on second and ten, and then refused to give it to their senior running back. They <laughs> threw a screenplay and he got tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Um, man, it's just it's kind of not what we've expected, grown to expect from these two coaches, Mike Norvell and um, Davo Sweeney. Mike Norvell is now ten and zero in his last ten at Florida State after starting. I, I want to say he started like three and thirteen. Um, I mean, hey, props to him. He's really turned that program around. Uh, but man, there's still some really questionable things he does. And then on, on the flip side, Dabo Sweeney, I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. A, he refuses to recruit the transfer portal. B, it, the offense is t- trash now, and it, 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 you've had two straight, like highly, highly tidy quarterbacks come through, and they can't produce for you. Um, I mean. You got to you got to make a change. I don't know if Dabo has his hands in the offense. It certainly does kind of look like it. Um, I think he needs to kind of take a step back from the offensive play calling, though. Uh, but I'll move on to my next game, uh, which would be Oregon and Colorado, and it, it. I mean, it is what I expected this game to be. Uh, Oregon definitely. One of the better teams in the in the Pac-12. Defensively, offensively, they're really one of the most complete teams. I knew their D-line, their front seven. Um and their O line was going to give Colorado fits. And of course their receivers. Bo Nicks is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Um, now what the only thing I wasn't expecting in this game was Oregon's secondary to be as dominant as they were. I mean, I want to say just... Jerry Jackson, G. Oh, let me see. Um, but he had a freaking game, man. Um, <clears throat> he was lights out defending passes left and right. I mean, they couldn't do anything against him. Kyrie Jackson, I'm sorry, transferred from Alabama actually. So, um, he balled out against Colorado. Uh, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, "Oh, it would have been different if." Uh, Travis Hunter would have been there Y'all need to get that out of y'all's head Right now That was not going to be different If Travis Hunter was in the game He would have got locked up too He wouldn't have been able to lock up their receivers I'm sorry to tell y'all He hadn't played anybody yet
0: uh, He's getting locked up on Call of Duty Yeah, that, on, what,
1: what on. was that? I mean, he's playing He's streaming as his team's getting their backs blown out I Told him about
0: uh, the, the prom effect, baby That's uh, That was unbelievable <laughs> Was it really though? Was it really?
1: It wasn't, but it is like (laughs) that kind of
0: that kind of guy, that kind of player on that kind of team with that kind of coach. It's definitely not out of the. uh,
1: The only part that surprised me was that he wasn't wearing his uh, giraffe pajamas. (laughs) Yep. Um. But yeah, that game is what I expected it to be. Oregon blew him out. I don't think I had it. I mean, the the spread was put at Oregon by twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, so one by
0: thirty six. Yeah. So. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think Colorado may have gotten garbage time points, if I'm not mistaken, in the fourth quarter. Maybe not yes. like quite garbage time, left. but oh, okay, it's, it was garbage time then.
1: Yeah, and Oregon had no uh, no starters in.
0: Oh well. Oh, they, they Oh, okay. I was gonna say they had no one on the field, but you said starters. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh well, womp womp. Down goes Colorado. Yep. Only no the one yeah, who they play, USC? USC. The Caleb Williams experience. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Let's see who they, came, they got in uh, the next two
0: games. I think they got Georgia, then Ohio State, <clears throat> then Texas.
1: If you ask the media, they'll win all of them. <laughs> so they play USC at, at Colorado. They play at Arizona State. They play at Colorado against Stanford. They play at UCLA play Oregon State at home, Arizona at home. They play at Washington State and at
0: Utah. Mm, so, what, how many wins do you think they get out of those eight games? Like, two? Two or three. Mm, three.
1: Arizona, yeah. Arizona State, and Stanford are the three games that I have circled here. Okay, that are winnable. Yeah. Arizona don't think UCLA, State, winnable. I do Oregon State, st- uh, Washington State, Utah, or UC
0: are winnable for them. No, I, I agree as well. No. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I could see three, I think, more realistically, too. They probably lose to one of Arizona State, Stanford or Arizona. Um, I would say the
1: most likely of those would be Arizona.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree there. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, sure, they looked good against TCU, which. Uh, um, Defense, you let you let TCU get 42 on you, not a good look. Uh, the, the Nebraska win is okay, I guess. You just you beat Nebraska. Colorado State was an ugly win as well. I mean, oh, I mean, for what it's worth, I think, for what it's worth, I think Colorado got their three weeks of fame. You know, finally we can stop seeing ESPN and SportsCenter just do nothing but post about this team. I mean, finally move on to something else. It's 40, unfortunate 40, 40, 40. what they moved on to now, but I don't even have to say it because everyone's seen it so many times.
1: Maybe I'm missing the what you're referencing.
0: Dude, oh my, are you kidding me? Taylor Swift? ML. Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking college football. So, yes, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, my next game of the week would be uh, Bama Ole Miss. Great game between Sicko. two lackluster teams. Um, and Ole Miss was who I thought they would be. I think I texted you, Zach. I fraudulent. Told, yeah, they're fraudulent. Bama's O-line is trash. Their D-line couldn't get any pressure. Um, Bama had all the pressure in the world on their O-line, which I still think their O-line is weak. If you shut down Judkins, you really shut down the game. You contain – let me rephrase it. If you contain Dart and shut down Judkins, you have the game won, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, he pretty, I don't I don't want to say an easy game plan because both of those guys are supremely talented, but you know the game plan moving forward to beat Ole Miss.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely, and uh, should that should be an interesting game this week? Um, upcoming between Ole Miss and LSU. Yeah, um,
1: so LSU opens up as a three and a half point favorite.
0: Oh wow, that spreads growing. Well I checked whenever the lines released, they were um only like one and a half point favorites. So money, I guess money's <laughs> pouring in for LSU. Yeah, which so, I mean, yeah. it kind of, it kind of makes sense. Everyone's a little high on LSU after a gutsy win, and people are low on Ole Miss after, a um, a true uh, yeah an SEC opponent worth something, an opponent worth something. I should just say in general, well,
1: you, you just see more of the same from what you've seen from Ole Miss lately. Um, they they play great against subpar competition, but when which they play anybody with a pulse, I mean they 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 crack and fold. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, so like I said, it'd be interesting to see how they do against LSU. Like I said, I think Alabama's gonna. This probably is a nice little spot for Alabama. Start getting their mojo back a little bit, kind of get back to who they're used to being. Which I don't think they'll ever get back to their true, you know, um, dynasty, um, no holds barred, rampant, you know, kind of thing Nick Saban had going. But for what it's worth, I think Alabama had a little bit of a bounce back spot right there. And uh, yeah. and like I said the twenty four to ten. Kind of a deceiving score, to be honest. I think, like you said, it was kind of a ugly game all around. Not super ugly, but ugly enough from both these teams, where it's like, uh like really, you know, like I don't, it doesn't feel like I'm watching an Ole Miss Alabama game. Um, but yeah, it uh, should be interesting to see if Ole Miss can have a uh, a bounce back game against LSU, or if LSU uh, tries to keep up their high power, high octane offense against yeah. Ole Miss.
1: And I think, I think LSU will be able to do that. Um, I don't think Ole Miss has the dudes to contend with LSU's passing attack. Um, but then again, on the flip side, I think Ole Miss absolutely has the dudes to just expose LSU secondary. So both those wait, teams I'll,
0: better. Wait, LSU secondary being exposed? No, <laughs> yeah. no. Anyone on LSU's defense being exposed? No.
1: Yeah, Mason Smith is big for nothing, by the way.
0: Yeah, anyway, we'll move on. The hype on him is over, and let's just—they keep running Perkins on free safety. So,
1: yeah, until they yeah. start running uh, per- Harold Perkins on the edge, uh, the DC isn't a serious DC. So, I don't understand how you can have one of the better edge rushers in the country and just not use him as an edge rusher. I don't get that, dude. I
0: don't get it. Breaking breaking news: Patrick Mahomes transitions to tight end after Andy yeah. Reid has significant breakthrough. Has he sees the vision? I mean, at what point do you say, "All right, maybe this isn't working"? Oh no, I don't. I really don't know what point. If you don't say it after the Florida State game, where do you say it? If I mean, you see, you
1: like know. one of the few times he lined up on the edge. I mean, he just obliterated the tackle against Arkansas and destroyed KJ Jefferson. So, oh yeah. I, anyway, look, I digress. I'm not the coach. I guess maybe they know more than me, but. I would like to see Perhaps. the best edge rusher, edge rusher in America play edge. That's just me, though. Um, Moving on to my next game, uh, Washington State and Oregon State. Uh, man, Washington State looked good against mm-hmm. a good Oregon State team. I mean, the score, I think it was a one-score game at the end. I think they only won by three, correct?
0: Yeah, it was 38-35. to 35. Oregon State got uh, 21 of their points in the fourth quarter, storming back yeah. to – May not make an combo. effort, but yes, it was a it was a runaway in the first half for sure. Yeah, it was twenty eight to fourteen. Uh, it was actually thirty five to fourteen going into the fourth quarter.
1: Yep, which DJ Uyangulele continues. I mean, a pretty hot start. Uh, for mm-hmm. Oregon State looked good again the other night. Obviously, got down. You don't want to do that, but man, Washington State's uh line play is
0: incredible. I can't wait to see them go up against Colorado. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was an impressive showing by both the teams. Like you said, Oregon State, um, they're three and one now, but yes, they had a ridiculously hot start. And so did Washington State, a team that, um, I guess up until now a lot of people were overlooking. I think this game as a whole kind of got overlooked. Like I said, uh, this you know this past Saturday was one of the uh, couple weekends we'll have of college football where almost every game was, um nearly can't miss. I mean, there is, it felt like 10 games with ranked opponents going against each other. Obviously not that much, but I mean, uh, you had at least five that I can think of off the top of my head. Um,
1: and even the games that weren't ranked, I mean, they were close.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, uh, but yeah, uh, I think both these teams are going to continue to do well in the PAC 12, uh, or, you know, at least this season, I should say, um, DJ, not going to try and pronounce his last name, Gale um you know continuing to do well I know a lot of people were down on them coming into the season but like I, said, I mean sometimes you all you need is a change of scenery we see it all the time and um especially college players I mean that's why the transfer portal is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger every season because um you know these players just don't feel necessarily right in certain offenses so I mean they you go somewhere else and all of a sudden it's rejuvenation um you know, not quite like a fountain of youth rejuvenation, but enough to make a difference. And uh, like I said, I think that's what we're experiencing with uh, DJ. And uh, I can expect Oregon State. I'm not sure. Obviously, Pac-12, very tough conference to play in. Uh, you play Utah. Shoot, you play Utah the 29th. Was that, that Saturday? Or is that Friday? I feel like yeah, it's Friday. It's, I think it's Friday. Uh, uh, yep, it's Friday. Yes. Oh, we got a nice little Friday game then. Okay, that's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. But, um, and uh, Cam Rising – he didn't play last week against UCLA, but, um, but yeah, I think I think Cam Rising will be. Uh, I've been saying this every freaking uh, every game, but I think Cam Rising will be back for this
0: one. I know, dude. Where is where is he? I mean, like, is he? So
1: he tore his ACL in the Rose Bowl last year, and he just keeps, I guess, not having setbacks, but you're like, ah, he's not quite. Ready. He's
0: just putting it off. Yeah, I guess. I so. mean, no point rushing him. The last thing you want is, I mean especially ACL injuries. I mean, you see all the time in the NFL. Uh, I mean, they're not rushing Kyler Murray back. Um, you know, uh, what's his name for the Jets? Brees Hall. Uh, I mean, they went out and signed. They paid Dalvin Cook a lot of money just to essentially let Brees Hall have a <laughs> easier time coming back from his ACL injury. And, um, yeah, an athletic guy like Cam Rising, uh, you know, you definitely don't want to rush him back. And the, um, I, I argued and say, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, – kind of a undisputed leader of the offense or at least the, you know, the big name on that Utah offense. And, um maybe the shoot, they're probably ranked higher with him at the helm. But I mean, for right now, you know, they're holding down the fort. Yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully I mean, he comes back no, this Friday.
1: I don't think there's any kind of rush until you, at least you lose one game.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, um, they made the, uh, the championship game last year, right?
1: Correct. They beat they, Pack twelve
0: championship.
1: USC I'm sorry. Pretty, pretty soundly. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: They beat USC pretty soundly in that one. Yeah, I think that's partly in due to Cam Rising. I, I'm not not too familiar with their offensive schemes, but you know, I'd imagine having a guy like Rising back there kind of helps oh, any situation.
1: A lot of bootleg action. Um, oh, okay, and he's so one backup quarterback for him is not very mobile. He can throw okay, but he's not very mobile. The other one mm-hmm. is super mobile, but he doesn't throw okay. Cam Rising is very mobile and throws okay. Mm-hmm. Throws pretty well. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I'd imagine an offense that has a lot of um, like you said, the bootleg action. Like you said, having a quarterback like Cam Rising, it's definitely um, that's definitely the offense I guess for him.
1: Oh, yeah, so moving on to my last game that I have circled was the uh, Ohio State-Notre Dame game, and it was an instant classic. Um, I mean, scoring a walk-off touchdown against Notre Dame is something people dream of. Uh, man, what a what Except a game. Notre especially, Dame. Yeah, well, yeah. especially after the comments uh, of about Ryan Day from Lou Holtz. So that was pretty cool to see.
0: Oh, yeah, that was – I'm mean, yeah. not
1: root for uh, Ohio State.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. No, nah, definitely not. Um, so yeah, you're, you feel like that game cheering for the lesser of two evils. And um, very competitive it's, game though. It's contradicting
1: how we say that about a Christian school.
0: Yeah, I know. I know crazy, but um I think no, in, like, especially good. for me for Ohio State for me, it's mainly the fans that irk me. Uh, I guess they also claim to be what does LSU compete with them with for DBU. DBU? Yeah, wide receiver U as well. Um, I think especially recently, Ohio State's got wide receiver U on lockdown. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue Jefferson and Chase, but I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, you you can't go wrong with really either of those schools.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not. Well, the only only way they go wrong is whenever they claim Joe Burrow. And, uh, oh gosh, dude! Don't even get me started. That's on that's that. that's always so funny to me. Never really makes too oh, much Georgia sense. Don't Georgia fans claim Justin Fields? Do they?
1: <laughs> no, man, because they have sense.
0: Yeah. Let's see, uh, who does LSU claim? Uh, LSU fans fans definitely don't uh, claim uh, Reed Gilbert. No, indeed.
1: <laughs> who who is that? Hmm? Oh, Never he got again. I forgot about that.
0: Right, I know. <laughs> Yep. Um, this time for assaulting the president.
1: I'm trying to think.
0: Oh, like and really... um, a little bit of an injury scare in that Ohio State Notre Dame game. Kind of forgot oh, about Harrison. it. Cause, yeah, well, because he like came back good with a freaking you know twenty pounds of tape around <laughs> around his ankle. So oh, I'm good, coach.
1: Put me in. Yeah, they definitely gave him a shot of something.
0: Oh, oh boy, dude.
1: Oh, a horse they tranquilizer. Fr-
0: uh, they freaking like broke a finger or something so he'd forget about the pain in his own ankle.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, it's so. the same game uh Jackson Smith and Jacob got hurt for the season last year too.
0: Mm, that's a cursed game.
1: I guess so. Uh I don't think it's necessarily Notre Dame playing dirty or anything, by the way. If for any listeners out there, maybe insin- insinuating that I did. Um I think it, I think it's just a coincidence. I don't think they were playing dirty to hurt JSN or Marvin Harrison Jr.
0: Oh, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, as I don't really remember the JSN uh, play, but, I mean, the um, Marvin Harrison Jr. one, you can tell me, I think, he literally just someone, I'm not sure if they're, they're, I can't remember if they're going for a tackle or if they literally just got, got kind of got shoved onto him. I think M H G was, like, throwing a block or something.
1: No, they were going for the tackle, just kind of missed. Um, I think it was Travion Henderson.
0: Oh, uh, womp, womp. Yeah. There goes. Um, um, I want to say it was kind of the same.
1: I want to say it was kind of the same thing, though, with Jackson Smith and
0: Jigba. Jackson Smith, what? In Jigba? Yeah. Yeah. You say that in loud and proud next time because that was a little sketchy.
1: In Jigba?
0: Yes. So. He's um,
1: I'm watching this play right now. Oh, yeah,
0: number
1: the same thing. But um, yeah, we'll move on. Hey, um, we haven't talked about this. Who are your Heisman top five? Top five. Yeah. Okay. We'll go top three. Top Good
0: three. God. Top three. Oh, let's see. Obviously. That uh, big Pinnock's injury energy, I should say. Sorry. I got freaking the word please, injury no, on my please, head. Please, please, no. Please, no injury. Um, God, calm down, bro. He, he ain't going to hear that he's not going to. I don't think he knows who you are. I don't care. I mean, he threw an interception last game, so I kind of have to take him out of the um <laughs> of the running. Um, so, yeah, now that he's out, I'm going to have to say uh, Travis – Jordan Travis Hunter. I'm gonna have to say, who's the who's the quarterback for USC? Good God, what's his name? Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Caleb Williams and Michael Penix Jr. And um. In the field. Yeah. Pretty. That's kind of how I feel. I I want to say, I'm not. I haven't really been keeping up with how Bo Nix has been doing, but uh. I mean, I know. I know he's been doing well for what it's worth. You know, uh, seventh-year uh, senior quor- uh, quarterback for Oregon. Uh, like I know he's been doing pretty well. Uh, I think Jane Daniels, after having a rough uh, two games, really first game and then second game, kind of getting back on track. I think Jane Daniels is still trying to make a go at getting his name back in there again. But, yes, it seems kind of, especially with, um, you know, Shorter Sanders and uh, Travis Hunter both kind of being out of it now. And like the the media, I should say, getting out of people's minds. Um, Yes, it seems to be. um, Yeah, battle between Caleb Williams and Michael Penix Jr. Um, So it should be fun. Uh, Pac-12 going at it. Um, Yeah, Uh, who's that? uh, Fart. Who's that one guy that I'm thinking of? It's like it's really just between them two for me, for what it's worth. But. Um, Bo Nick? No, uh, like I, said, I don't know. I don't know how he's doing. I know he's doing Bo Nick's this season. If that makes sense, like really, he's doing really good, but not Heisman good. Like some, he's not spectacular. He's done really well lately. I mean, since he, he so since he J- Jane Daniels,
1: yeah, since he transitioned to Oregon or transferred to Oregon, I should say. He's, he's been outstanding, so I got to give Bo Nix the credit there. Although I don't really care for, him. <laughs> but um, yeah. So my top three, um, yeah, obviously Michael Penix and uh, Caleb Williams. Oh man, number three, it is tough. Um, it's it's tough because do you go, do you go like resume early on in the season, or do you just go, like, Bop. Mm, man, uh,
0: yeah, no, choose a defensive player,
1: mm, no, um, mm, never anyway, um, I, I guess I'll say, I oh. guess I'll say Jordan Travis, Jordan Travis, just because of the wins, um, I mean, he has more. He has the best wins of of any other Heisman hopeful uh, this far. So that that's mm-hmm. absolutely subject to change, of course. But yeah, as of now, I'll say I'll say Jordan Travis.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, shoot, who's the uh, who's who's the uh, wide receiver that Pennix is um, obsessed with? Is it McMillan? No, no, it's not McMillan. He's, he's, he has a he has a unique last name. He has yeah, a name.
1: It was McMillan last year that he was like obsessed with. Um, man, why can I not remember this dude's name?
0: You know, you know who I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking him up. Oh, o, is it Oduunzi?
0: That Dunzi sounds the sounds right. I want to say it's Oduunzi. Uh, regardless, I say it sounds. I mean that is the guy that I'm talking about at least.
1: I just don't know how to pronounce his last name. Okay, then yeah, we
0: must be talking about the same guy. Yeah, O D U N Z E. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, Rome, Rome, yeah, Rome O D O O N Z E, yeah, O D O O N Z E. Who knows? We're trying here. Yeah, he's really good. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really hear much of his name in preseason, at least from, um, my research. But I mean, he's kind of become a favorite target of Michael. Oh yeah junior.
1: for sure. You act like you're on a first name basis with the dude. <laughs> Mr. Yeah,
0: Penhouse. No. He he is a good receiver.
1: Um Washington's full of them. So I I almost think they're they might be the best team in the country right now.
0: Shoot, yeah. Um I sure hope so. I think that's what my uh, I think me and your uh, predictions to
1: win the Pac-12, yeah,
0: yeah. I <laughs> Think we're both we're both pretty high on Washington. Uh, they're doing us proud so far. I yeah. uh, can't wait for them to just inevitably blow it against some crap team. Yeah, who who do they play next? Uh, let me see. Yeah, I just had to go off the top of this thing. Oh, Arizona, yeah, they're cooked. Oh God, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no they, no. they should be all right. The bus is going to crash on the way there. Man. They're probably flying a plane. That's a pretty <laughs> far <four> them. <room. laughs> That's Leonard, pretty far. Skinner, mood. mood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> too, too soon. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't matter. I mean, nine eleven <laughs> jokes are okay. Wouldn't scare them. No. No. Oh, no. No. He said it what? On the internet. He said it on the internet. What? So does everyone? Yeah, you're right. Who cares? So does everyone. Only difference is that they say
1: uh, behind burner accounts. Mm, I don't
0: sometimes, know. You'd be, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you ever listen to the Joe Rogan Experience? Mm. <laughs> oh, you ever listen to Theo Vaughn? Oh God, Theo Vaughn. That dude's a clown. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um. Anything more in college you wanted to cover? Or. Uh,
1: uh no, I think I think that's it for me.
0: All right. Uh we can move on to go ahead. The NFL. Yeah, maybe NFL. Crazy, crazy um Ooh. insane week. A little bit of a crazy week. Yeah. Uh it's all around. I mean, college football and NFL. Um, it was a very interesting, very interesting week. Um a lot of major upset upsets, um, none bigger than I'd say the Cowboys losing to the Cardinals. Uh I definitely didn't have that on the bingo card. <laughs> and, um, no. No, Pretty dude. bad loss for the Cowboys, too. It's twenty eight to 16 for a team that, I mean, I hate to say the tanking because, I mean, they, they probably are at the end of the day, even though Kyler Murray's expected to return sometime during the season. I don't know how no, or they, why
1: or when. Dude, during the uh, game, they saw the Bears score and said, oh, we might as well try.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, very, I guess I don't know if I wouldn't even really call it impressive for uh, Arizona. I would just call it disappointing for the Cowboys, but, uh, like I said, the Cowboys are going to Cowboy. Um I said, now we don't have to hear Weedem boys for a week. Let's go. Um, yeah, um, and another pretty big upset was the Colts beating Baltimore. Uh, a little less embarrassing, 22-19 to 19 in overtime. Uh, their kicker, Colts kicker, I can't remember his name, uh, Gay, I think. Not I mean, he just made the – yeah. Um, that's insulting, but um, – <laughs> He um yeah he pretty much won the game for the Colts. They couldn't quite I think they found the end zone maybe once and then yeah the kicker took care of the rest of it all in the, uh the whole time. Put the team on his back. Yes, Greg Jennings, um yeah kind of uh once again not really too impressed by the Colts. More or less just embarrassing for Baltimore. Um kind of weird in this you know new regime offense. Um, you know, Lamar seemed to struggle. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know really what it was. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it was kind of weird seeing this new offense struggle. Uh, maybe it was because of the injury list that was two miles long. Um, but, yeah, you know, you hate to blame it on that. And, uh, you know, John Harbaugh, you know, once you, you get past the 50-yard line, John Harbaugh is automatically in Justin Tucker mode. So, like I said, maybe the offense kind of stalls out because of that. But, yeah, good for uh, the Colts uh, winning 22-19. to uh, beating Baltimore and now there's one lone undefeated AFC team and boy did they um they put did they put it on Denver or what mm. they, um... yeah
1: so if y'all don't know who he's referencing somehow some way he is obviously referencing my uh my Dolphins not I say my Dolphins There, I'm not a fan of the Dolphins but I did project them to do well this year so uh for all intents of purposes i'm going to call it my my dolphins tonight um <clears> hanging <throat> 70 bomb oh my gosh hanging a 70 bomb on the broncos couldn't have happened to a better person than sean payton
0: yeah absolutely and that's kind of the big storyline here is uh the sean payton led broncos are not doing too well uh blaming on the roster uh blaming on whatever you want russell wilson uh, don't really matter. Uh, this this new era not looking too good for the Broncos. I think a lot. Uh, I'd say about 50-50. It was kind of between between Denver. People saying Denver would do well and they wouldn't, but uh, obviously it's the latter. Well, uh, I wouldn't say I it's the roster. I mean, me ne- I mean, me neither. But let's I guess let's be honest. Let's have a look here. Russell Wilson. Um, he ain't man, He's person. well. He's well past his prime. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I really don't know what to say. It's very, it's very confusing. Um, obviously, if you're a Saints fan, you're a little happy. Uh, yeah. As far as this game is concerned, not for your own game, but you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty stoked over the Sean Payton downfall. And I, I know you saw Payton, but the uh, post game interview. Uh, props to him for going in there first of all. <laughs> yeah, but we know the social media team name and post the final score so uh, props to him for going in there but like i said i mean the, the interviewers or the media kept bombarding him with the yo you just lost about 70. he's like he's like yeah i know it's embarrassing whatever i forgot the exact quote but he was
1: uh, i'm aware. very
0: upset yeah i'm aware um he What's was very question? upset yes okay uh, it gives give off the nick saban vibes of um you know i'm not gonna answer so quit asking and uh, definitely gave off those vibes but yeah very embar- I like 70 points in an NFL game um i mean a 60 minute game and uh you know typically your only your offense is only out there for anywhere from like let's just say 25 to 35 minutes <sighs> yeah um bad day if you're a D- uh, Denver defense fantasy owner bad day I if you're a Denver fan
1: somebody got like 26 points from their defense from the Denver defense,
0: I promise. Um, you. I want to. I want to play on their settings. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they're, what? They're like probably because I think fantasy caps off after thirty-five. Once a team scores thirty-five or more, yeah, they, they did the so poorly caps. it ended up not hurting them that bad. <laughs> well, I think it's and like I think the Denver defense actually like got like they did something good like the special because I think the special teams counts too. So they may have gotten like a return for a touchdown or something. But um, but yeah, good for Miami. Uh, looking good to start off the season, just like they have the past couple of seasons. Uh, will they inevitably crash? Who knows? We'll see. I guess it's up to, uh, to a CTE. And um, Terry kills Achilles is not blowing out. Same thing for Waddle. Um, you know, when you get the need for speed on your team, I guess who cares what kind of scheme you run? But But, uh, yeah, good for Miami looking strong. And uh, shame on Sean Payton and the Broncos uh, looking terrible. Yeah, man.
1: uh Hey, look, Tua looks good. Now, is it hard to look good with that offense? No. But, hey, look, you got to give him props. He does look good so far this year.
0: Yeah, we've heard this story before. Three yeah, seasons in a row just, now.
1: If he can just freaking stay healthy. Oh, yeah, three seasons point, in you, a row. At some point, you got to kind of feel bad for him, man. I mean,
0: good dude. Where, where, I've never where heard he, Where'd he come from again?
1: Hey, that's that, that should even show you more. I, I can't stand Alabama, and I'm giving this dude props, so. I've never heard of yeah, bad no, I, I, I,
0: will, I will never support someone whose first name I can't say. I'll just say that.
1: You can't say yeah, two? I thought that was pretty easy.
0: Three letters. That's not his first name, though. That's a <laughs> nickname.
1: Yeah. King Tut.
0: King you know, Tut reminds, reminds me of my high school name. coach. Don't want to even know him. Um... Everything about him ever again. Anyways, moving on to another game. Uh, I guess we'll do New Orleans and Green Bay because that was a story of two halves, obviously. Uh, Jordan Love looked good in the second half, not so good in the first half. Um, New Orleans. Three quarters, really. Yeah, New Orleans starting out strong. And then uh, Derek Carr goes down. Uh, I believe the, the Saints are calling him week to week with uh, some kind of sprain in his shoulder. Yeah. An AC sprain. Oh, man, that's tough, especially in the summer, dude. You don't want that AC going out. Yeah. Um, <sighs> But yeah, uh, Jordan Love – I'm sorry, not Jordan Love. Derek Carr is going week to be week-to-week. Uh, Jameis Winston is going to be probably taking over the uh, lead role for the Saints offense now with Derek Carr out. Um, yeah, so New Orleans was winning 17-0. to uh, I can't remember what point they gave up that uh, – not the lead, but, you know, let Green Bay finally score. But, um, yeah, Green Bay came, then uh, they scored – 18 points unanswered on new Orleans. Uh, they got a two point conversion somewhere in there able to give them that one point lead, uh, for what it's worth, new Orleans and James Winston, they went down the field, got in the field goal position, but, uh, you know, a rookie kicker, um, you know, groupie, uh, pretty unfortunate situation for him to be. And it wasn't like a chip shot by any means. And, um, you know, you're in a rambunctious crowd at Lambeau field, having to kick, you know, your first true like game winning field goal. Uh, yeah, tough situation for him to be in. Um, I wouldn't blame the kicker at all. Um, you know, unfortunately, at a certain point you have to. I don't know. I guess look at the Derek Carr injury as a momentum swinger, but really, I guess it's just the defense folding in on itself. I mean, they they straight up had a collapsible chair moment, and I mean they looked uh, awful. I'm like I said, Jordan Love looked good for what it's worth. I'm not. I'm not going to put all the blame on New Orleans being bad. I think it's fifty fifty. He made some pretty um, high level throws in there oh, yeah, absolutely. He looked great and uh he was he was hyped up, which you know, if you're a Green Bay fan, that's exactly what you wanted to see from Jordan Love um in the new era for this Green Bay offense and especially with, I mean <laughs> I, I, I was making fun of the Ravens for having um you know, a two mile long injury list. but I mean, Green Bay had so many significant injuries, the betting line straight up flipped to the Saints favor uh, favor before the game, which was it's it's rare for injuries to have that much of an impact. To where sportsbooks say, okay, no, they're no longer the favorites at home. We're giving it to the away team, who hasn't been all that good this season. But like I said, Green Bay was able to pull out a gutsy win against New Orleans, and uh, New Orleans, if you're New Orleans, uh, first loss of the season, uh, pretty bad loss. And uh, like you see, not only you know the loss on the schedule, but also the loss of Derek Carr, who um, you know I think for what it's worth, I will say this: that you're you're probably not going to miss Derek Carr all that much um alvin Kamara's coming back so the run game is going to be a little bit it's gonna be a lot better i should say james winston probably one of the better backups in the league um but whoa no, you don't kidding. think he is <laughs> oh shoot i was about to say man I was, I was about to i was about to say i don't know man anyways um Same so yeah that man, by the way. oh yeah absolutely it's gotta be a race thing too um but yeah anyways like i said um Good for Green Bay, not so good for New Orleans. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I kind of, like I said before the game even started, I kind of, you know. Granted, I had I heard all the injuries before our Friday predictions, I probably would have said the Saints were going to win. But I, for what it's worth, I did say Green Bay was going to win, and it was going to be a close game. So I'll, I'll take my credit there, even if it happened in an unconventional manner. Yep.
1: Yeah. So Zach's a better man than me. I don't really want to speak on that game.
0: <laughs> I do he can um, talk about his
1: team, his team losing in an embarrassing fashion. I'm good.
0: <laughs> I do what I have to do for the listeners. Um, is there any other game you want to cover? I know there's a couple other good games, but uh, like I said, we don't. I know we don't have all the time in the world to cover it. And uh, I mean, oh, we'll cover
1: games we can, just one really, really quick. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Jags
1: Texans, obviously a huge upset. Uh,
0: oh uh, yes, yes. I knew there was one more. I kept. I'm looking at the schedule. Uh, yeah, the whole schedule in front of me. I kept missing it.
1: Yeah, so I texted you. I think that was last week. I texted you. I really, really, really like what D'Amico Ryan's is building in uh in Houston. Now, uh, look, look. I, that's not me saying that they're going to be a good team this year. Because, I mean, you, you have to be realistic with yourselves. They're not right, going to be right. a great team this year. But man, he, I mean, he's got them dudes playing really well. CJ Stroud looked really, really good yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, still hadn't thrown a pick this year, by the way. Um. So yeah, hey, props to the Texans. They're getting better each week, which is really what you want to see from a first-year head coach. Um, some of your young players are starting to already kind of blossom into in, into young stars. So hey, good for the, good for the Texans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think we had this discussion on last week's episode. But uh, me and you, and, me and you, were both high on the uh, Texans rebuild. We finally, me and you, both kind of. Um said they they've rounded that corner of the rebuild where it's like you know the dark days are behind them is is the best way to put it uh i think they're definitely heading trending in the right direction and obviously this is a um this is a state one of those staple wins in your rebuild that you like to see and uh it's a it was a blowout of jacksonville who was hot you know i say hot but i mean for what it's they're a good team man I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't too too high on them. Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't like too too high on them in my preseason predictions. Me either. And I mean, I figured they drop, you know, some games here and there, and this is one of them. But yeah, um, like I said, definitely. Yeah, I
1: wasn't high on them either. Please don't, please don't go back and listen (laughs) to my predictions. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, good for Houston. Um. Like I said, maybe that corner has officially been turned, and they're they're going uphill now. Uh, not in like struggle-wise, but, you know, uphill as, as far as, you know, trending in a positive direction. Yeah, so, uh, I think they will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but overall, very interesting week in the NFL. Uh, if you want to, pay we can move on to our winners and our losers of the weekend and then yep. um, hang, our, hang our hats up on this episode. Yeah,
1: so my first winner uh, is Michael Penix, another big week for him. Uh, and Washington as a whole looks really, really good uh still defensively they're still not the greatest but their defense is good enough to allow them to win games big and i think it's going to be good enough to win big games period so mm-hmm. um so yeah michael penix and washington are my first winner
0: nice nice and uh i'll keep it in the college football realm as well and uh i'll kick it to a ho to a hometown player for us and i really it's between two people for lsu um I'm going to go with my first winner being Jaden Daniels. Uh, I know a lot of people, uh, like said, his style of quarterback isn't something we're used to. I know everyone expects, or all the LSU fans, I should say, you know, expect Joe Burr 2.0 to just pop up out of thin air. And uh, for what it's worth, I think people are expecting Nussmeier to not quite be Joe Burr 2.0, but to be a lot closer to Joe Burr than Jaden Daniels ever will be. But uh Jane Daniels, uh like I, said, I think he was uh not the Heisman favorite preseason, but he was I think second or third after Caleb Williams and maybe Bo Nix. But um he's starting to kind of come out of his shell, uh kind of air it out deep now. Yeah, he's looking really good. Um Malik Neighbors, I'll just go ahead and combo them too. This, this is this the other guy I was talking about. Malik Neighbors. Um yeah, coming out of his uh, coming out of his shell too. Like I said, them two—the the connection between them two—is clicking, and uh, obviously, I think Malik Neighbors' stock is going to continue to rise throughout the season. And I—I uh, mean, he won't be Marvin Harrison Jr. level, you know, as far as the NFL draft is concerned. But I mean, hey, he's he's round one talent right now, and he's definitely trending uh, even up up in the draft more and more. So uh, yeah. yeah, those are my first—I guess—two winners.
1: So talking about Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels, I will say I I was one of the ones to be very critical of Jaden Daniels early on. Um, I just know the weapons that LSU has on the on the outside in terms of receiver, and I didn't like how. I mean, there's still some things that I wish he would clean up, uh, throwing with more anticipation, uh, throwing the ball better downfield. But look, he's gotten so much better the last two weeks. Doing so, I guess I shouldn't say do so much better at doing it, or he's just more willing to do it? Um, I mean, just giving those big, tall receivers a chance, man. And he's finally doing it. And so, look, as long as he continues to do that, 100% fine with him over Nussmeier, man. Uh, No complaints here from Jaden Daniels. In terms of Malik neighbors, um, dude, he's a freak. I mean, he's beating bracket coverages and – and, dude, he's he's one of the – if not – I'm not going to say he's Marvin Harrison, but he's he, – he might be two or three.
0: Yep, I, I completely agree with you there. Like I said, he's definitely climbing up in the ranks. Um, I know people are saying Ohio State's got the one-two uh, as far as the wide receivers.
1: Igbuka and, I, I, Buka um, and uh, Harrison.
0: Correct. And, uh, well, although I think uh, for the time being it's true, I, I think by the time the season ends, you see – um. Obviously, Harrison Jr. is going to run away with number one, but I think Neighbors is going to um, knock off Emuka for uh, number two. And Like I say, it really just depends on that connection. Like I said, it's, it's great to see Jaden Daniels, especially if you're an LSU fan. Good to see him, uh, like you said, Peyton, opening up. It's uh, it's not like this is a newfound talent for him. He's had this. He It was just like he just refused to do it, refused to do it. But, yeah, my uh, first winner and second winner technically, uh, Daniels and Neighbors.
1: So moving on to my second, uh, my second winner. As much as I don't, oh, man, now I question if this is this guy's name. <laughs> Hang on. Um... Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Know. You know, yes. It. It, okay. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, mm, that don't look right. Uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua Tagovailoa. Uh-huh. So, uh So, look, everybody was down. Uh, really, both of them. Uh, Mike McDaniel is a head coach. And Tua as a quarterback, and I think they so far this year have proved the doubters wrong, hanging 70 on the Broncos.
0: Yeah, like hanging 70 on the defense is no joke, especially Broncos defense, who is, um, you know, I don't think the Broncos defense is the worst in the league, but boy, they made them look like the worst in the um, past century. And I think um, they are pretty bad this year. Yeah, nice. I was a little high on them. I guess I don't know why. Like I guess they had just the name power. Um. Yeah, I, I guess Sean Payton could just drag a team down that bad, but no. Um. Yes. Props to Miami. Um. Like I said, um. They always start out the seasons hot, so it, it's going to be very interesting to see if they can carry out the um, carry on the momentum, or if they're going to, you know, eventually, you know, uh, crash into the sun like they have the past couple of seasons. It'll be interesting to see. Like so I think as as long as Tua can stay healthy. Um, uh, really, Tua, but but really, if Tyreek and Waddle can stay healthy, I mean, I think um, you know, the sky's the limit for that offense as they showed against against Denver. But um, anything more you wanted to say before I moved on to my second slash third winner?
1: No, go ahead for your second slash third winner.
0: Yeah, like I, said, I I kind of screwed up by comboing. I was going to call this my second winner. I was going to call the Daniels Neighbors thing a combo, a, a two piece, um, two piece dark, if you will um anyways um moving into a um one piece white here my uh second winner is uh Well, no, this is a combo too i'm gonna have a combo here of uh max verstappen or red bull uh formula one red bull wins the constructors cup uh they are the best manufacturer out there so red bull honda congratulations to them and uh mainly max verstappen Uh, unfortunately his teammate sergio perez Hasn't been able to do much damage this season. Uh, for what it's worth, he's still second place. Uh, but Max Verstappen is a um, resounding first, and I think he can clinch first place next race, if I'm not mistaken. But um, early, huh? I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, this yeah, I think there's like there's like, there's like six races left, right? But it is kind of usually these things do go down to the wire, usually. But um, <laughs> they're not. It's it's not this year Yeah, Verstappen's running away with it. Um, you know he had uh what nine wins in a row? I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, something eight. like that. Yeah, He had nine wins in a row, and then just got his um. No, he had ten wins. I'm sorry, he had ten wins in a row. Um, yeah, he has ten wins in a row. Thirteen wins on the season. Uh, yeah, dude's a monster in Formula One. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my second winner. Uh, Red Bull slash Max Verstappen. And uh yeah, good for them. Like I said they're absolutely dominant. It's like, it's Tom Brady Patriots level dominant.
1: Yeah, so I'll move on to my third winner and that is um Jonathan Gannon for the the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's had them playing really well these last these mm-hmm. first three weeks. Um people making <clears> fun <throat> of him I get it. Huh? I get it. People making fun of him, I understand why, but um <laughs> I mean, look, they, they put up a fight against the Commanders, really should have beat the Giants, and then mm-hmm. they started out hot in every single game. Uh, but they ultimately did lose the Commanders and the Giants and then beat the Cowboys. I mean, that's not an easy schedule to open up with, I wouldn't think. Um, granted, the Giants probably haven't had the start they wanted to, but, man, I mean, the, he's had, he's got them playing really well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, definitely a surprise. I forget the Cardinals, especially without Kyler Murray, would be, very, would be struggling. It would almost be willingfully willing struggling this season, especially like I said. I mean, they have nothing to play for this season other than, like I said, I think maybe the last half of the season, Kyler Murray is going to come back and they're, they're going to try to like, warm him back up into the offense. But, uh, you know, yeah, other than having that midget running around back there, I mean, I'm not sure what else the Cardinals are playing for. But, I mean, like I said, they're proving, uh, like you said, a lot of people wrong, a lot of the pundits wrong. Um, they're looking very good this season. Uh, you know, granted, they're only one and two. But, hey, that one is against the Cowboys, who a lot of people have, you know, as NFC favorites. So, yeah, yeah, I think that that's a good winner. And um, I'll move on to my last winner. Um, And very broad here, as I try to keep it. But uh UFC. UFC winner, uh, UFC fans, I should say, and UFC, I guess I don't know. The sport and the fans are uh, both winners here. Um, and we've already talked about this before, right? But um, even more lately, some of these, some of these cards are looking Delicious. too good to be true. Almost. That's just that's just how stacked, how stacked it's getting. Uh, you know, obviously we have UFC two ninety four, uh, the Makashev and Oliveira having a rematch there. But uh, screw that! I am. I have all my eyes, all my, all two of them, all two of my eyes pointed at UFC 295, Jones versus Miocic. But who even cares about that fight because of the co-main Yuri Prohaska and Alex Pereira? And um, yeah, like I said, it, it's looking like a good card. And you know, Dana's like, "Oh, I'm still putting it together." Like, yeah, he needs to calm down before he, you know, you know, I don't know, burns the roof down to the UFC because, like I said, that uh, that card just really the main event and the co-main for that event. Um for that card, I should say are looking very good. So yeah, a lot of um good fighting uh, to end the year. So I guess my, my third one will be fight fans. Cause, uh, and if I'm not mistaken with well, Fury and Ganu also fight later this year in boxing, Correct. which I'm doing my, I'm doing my best to get try and get into, but uh, that should be. Uh, mm, dare I, oh, I don't want to say good fight, but it's it, for entertainment purposes. Is, uh, that's going to be a good boxing, <laughs> good boxing match. But, um, yeah, third winner, UFC slash UFC fans slash fight fans.
1: Yeah. So, uh, moving on to my losers. I do have two losers. Um, womp womp. So, the entire state of Colorado, uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the Buffaloes and the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, but took a uh, pretty big L's this weekend, <laughs> so the hype train for Colorado is is is. I mean, they're 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 tilting off the rails here.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, they are doing freaking barrel roll. They're rolling down a hill right now. We'll see I'm about. This weekend. I don't we'll, it's we'll like the, in the, the Wild West when they blow up a bridge to like stop a train i mean that's pretty much what happened you know this is uh, i meant to send you the video over instagram dude but i saw for the first time ever i saw a, a video of a train going off rails like like the bridge in front of it was blown out right Or the railings i should oh. say it was elevated but it was just like a two-cart train but um <laughs> I mean, mm. that train barreled off the rails it just like went down a cliff it just crashed it was um i know it was one of the um crazier things um i've seen i, I don't know how i've never seen that video before but, um, yeah, yeah, uh, I, get, I agree. I agree with your loser there. That was a good one. Um, That was one of mine. Yeah, not, my, I
1: also have one more thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's not forget what Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett, that it was one of the worst coaching mm. jobs in the history of the NFL. Mm. I'm just going to leave it at that. Let that soak into your mind.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, very – very good point. Oh, Sean Payton said a lot of things as he was um, when he was an analyst. that I'm sure he's regretting now, uh, you know, not limited to what you just said, but also uh, the fact that Tua was supposed to get benched, and um, which he did. Props to Sean Payton. Tua did get benched during the game he's playing with them. But yeah, he got benched because he was tearing them apart. So I'm not sure that's what Sean Payton expected, but that's uh. That's where they are. Uh, let's see. One of my losers. I'm kind of frazzled that you took my uh, my Colorado once. I have another uh, one. If you if you'd just like me to, uh, to yeah, you go two. yeah go go for it. I'll, I'll just I'll just react to yours.
1: Mm-hmm. My second one is Lane Kiffin. Uh, dude is now like I think he's over for, for six against Nick Saban. Um, womp
0: womp. He's dude, He
1: just can't win big games, man. Like it's like they destroy teams that they should destroy. And then anytime they play somebody with a pulse, they just wilt. I don't get it, man. I don't think he's a good coach. I think he's a great offensive play caller, just a horrible head coach.
0: Yeah, you know, honestly, I mean, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I mean at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know. For Whenever Ed O uh, left and people were, like, begging, uh, begging him to become LSU's coach, I think you were, like, one of the few who wasn't. Yes, for good reason. Dude seemed like a clown on social media, too.
1: Yeah, he's too worried about trolling.
0: (laughs) He trolled his own players into believing they they could win. Unfortunate. As we say around here, womp womp. Exactly. (laughs) Um... Let's see i don't know i'm trying to come up with a loser but you kind of you kind of nailed them all i mean i wouldn't i would say the saints but we already talked about it. i would say the ravens maybe i can just say favorites NFL favorites are the are losers um i don't know that's kind of a reach i i mean not really not really though nFL sucks i hate i hate having to support and no matter what team i support dude they half the team dies yeah, and, and, and it don't it don't matter, dude. I mean I bet the world would have loved me to have supported Germany in World War Two because that war would have been over quick was I a fan if I was a fan of Germany. Or was it World War One that Germany was bad? Or were they bad in both World Wars? Uh
1: uh they were more bad in World War Two. World War One was just kinda like a, a World War One was Japan, huh? No, 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 no. World War was... One no. was when uh Serbia